The crossword puzzle will be taken away and I will give my people a Rubik's Cube that they will succeed to operate while the enemy will attempt it with great disappointment. I posted this in a room brief a few weeks ago. I confessed even then that I didn't have much to say about it. I have never been successful at a Rubik's Cube. I haven't even gotten halfway near being successful in achieving the barest minimum of success. I simply don't have the understanding, nor the patience. In case you don't know what a Rubik's Cube is, you can Google for more information and for purchase. What I have known about the Rubik's Cube is that when it came out in the 1980s, everyone had to have one somewhere on display. Coffee table, office desk. In essence, it is a combination puzzle, also known as a sequential move puzzle. It is a puzzle which consists of a set of pieces which can be manipulated into different combinations by a group of operations. Thank you, Wikipedia. That is why I found it amazing that out of nowhere, Father God spoke this brief word to me in the year 2022. He does that, of course. That is why I've become committed to recording whatever I hear him say. Just because it isn't something I recognize doesn't mean it isn't relevant. Even important to others who do know about Rubik's Cubes. However, after I googled Rubik's Cube, I became far more interested in this very brief word. Yes, first up on Google's page is where you can buy the Rubik's Cube. It is a very colorful square block and multicolored. When I bought it way back when, in the 1980s, I displayed it in various places, wherever I wanted a pop of primary colors for decoration. However, you can read how it was designed, how it can be operated, and the very obvious challenges to the Rubik's Cube for those who seek to master it. Now, I continued skimming through the search results. Suddenly, I laughed. Only God could give this blonde the Rubik's Cube brief word. Do you know the masters of this 3D puzzle are known to seek God's algorithm? All right. Now, now I'm in on it. God's algorithm. How does it pertain to the Rubik's Cube, you might ask? Here are the two explanations of that had me laughing in delight. God's sense of humor is so marvelous. He was definitely <laughs> smiling when he decided to give me this word for my day on November 5th. Wikipedia reports that God's algorithm is no, a notion originating in discussion of ways to solve the Rubik's Cube puzzle, but which can also be applied to other combination combino, ah, combinatorial puzzles and mathematical games. It refers to any algorithm which produces a solution having the fewest possible moves. The allusion to the deity is based on an assumption that only an omniscient being would know an optimal step from any given configuration, which is true. We need God's algorithms. Now, speedsolving.com explains God's algorithm is the name given to any algorithm 
which brings a puzzle from a scrambled state to the solved state in as few moves as possible. I'm going to repeat that. God's algorithm is the name given to any algorithm, which brings a puzzle from a scrambled state to the solved state in as few moves as possible. Such algorithms going on are more commonly referred to as optimal solutions. The term God's algorithm may also be used to refer to a procedure for finding optimal solutions. I am not sure I would have ever said, wow, I'm glad to leave the crossword puzzle. I want to go to the Rubik's Cube, not in my natural life. But looking at the word, God is saying he's taking the crossword puzzle away from us and he's giving us the Rubik's Cube. Now, not in my natural life. I'm not even to cross, into crossword puzzles or Rubik's Cubes. Yet in my intercessory life? Yes. Doesn't it seem we have been working on a crossword puzzle these past two years almost? It's one huge one and that we constantly seem to be being timed on this crossword puzzle. Can we put all the pieces together in time enough to save ourselves, save our families, save our nations? Yes, we know it is God saving these nations. We know it is God saving our families. Yet he works with us. And especially as intercessors, we are to pray, see, and continue to watch. God is constantly telling us through his prophets, he is exposing the wicked, the darkness, and our enemies. He is shining his light on things and people we hadn't had a clue about who are seeking to take our freedoms away seeking to destroy our country, own our countries, and indoctrinate them with wicked ways. And often his tone is that he is giving us the word to comfort us, that he tells us this, that he's exposing this to us, to comfort us, yes, to strengthen us. Now, receiving it can be like having one more piece of pie put on your plate at Thanksgiving, and you are all ready to fall. I know that in the beginning of the journey into the revival revolution, I was bracing myself every time a prophet, prophet would say, God says, I'm exposing what must be exposed. And suddenly my overfull plate would receive another unknown name of someone planning to take over and one more entity that has gone dark and in my younger days were known as heroic defenders of the nation. All these puzzle pieces and not enough room to lay them out and get a pattern to them. Only now in a different way. I am excited to discover those names. I, along with many intercessors, want those names. I am beginning to see the benefit of understanding and hearing those names and hearing why, because I watch in awe as God moves against our enemies and points them out to us. God says this is the time when he is setting down those wicked authorities and raising up other righteous authorities to take their place. Now I start praising God the minute he fills in one more word in the crossword puzzle, even if I have to Google those names. Now God is saying he is taking the crossword puzzle away and he will give us a Rubik's Cube master. 
God's algorithm. He will tip the scales in this global war against men who have decided they will dethrone God and set up the course of mankind to their gruesome liking. God will win this war. Just as God has given us all these enemy names and how they fit into this decade's crossword puzzle, God will accelerate this game and be the winner. God will begin to give us the optimal strategies to win these future battles. He will cause us to grasp the situations and determine the fewest steps necessary to victory. God is promising that as we wage these kingdom battles, the enemy will be unable to keep up with us. They have had years and years to plan this global reset of theirs. God will defeat them completely, swiftly. We are called to seek him for those optimum steps and faithfully follow him into the ultimate victory. I don't know about you but I am truly excited for this time to have God give us his algorithms in each circumstance. Big tech will not be able to even measure up to God's weight. After all, God, all, God created math and silence long before man was even created. For me, it brings me into the very scriptures that will open us up to God's algorithms that he says he will give us. One involves my favorite verse, just as it is loved by many other intercessors. Call to me and I will answer you and tell you and even show you great and mighty things, things which have been confined and hidden, which you do not know and understand and cannot distinguish. Jeremiah 33, 3, Amplified. Yes, Wikipedia, you are correct. Only an omniscient being would know an optimal step from any given configuration. Our almighty God is instructing us to call to him, seek him diligently. He can show us mighty things that we didn't consider or even dreamed of because our God has great hidden things that Satan and his people don't even know about. Another verse that comes to my mind that we should certainly major in is James 1, 5. No matter the circumstances, when we don't understand something, we can go to Father God and ask him for guidance. He is never too busy for us. He never casts blame or disparages us. It is in his nature to be generous in sharing his amazing thoughts and giving life counsel. James 1, 5, the Amplified. If any of you lack wisdom to guide him through a decision or circumstance, he is to ask of our benevolent God, who gives to everyone generously and without rebuke or blame, and it will be given him. This is my prayer if you would like to join in agreement. Father God, we ask that you show us great and mighty things that we do not know about. We ask for your God algorithms, for the troubles we face in our lives, and for the troubles and dangers our nations are facing. You are the answer. You always are. We ask for your God algorithms now. Lord, please bring the scrambled state of our lives and our nations into your salt state using as few moves as possible. Open our eyes to your optimum moves, Father, that we can call them forth. May we take those optimum steps as you instruct us to take them. We know these days are vital and important. In trust and praise, we say these days are completely yours. We are completely yours, and we will see your will be done here on earth as it is in heaven. In Jesus' name, amen.
and one more powerful scripture, if you have time for it. I came across Psalms 139. I've never seen this psalm in this specific light before. God is helping us to war against the wicked plans of men, as well as Satan, who is truly leading them. God is always well able to deal with all of them, yet this psalm reveals how protective our God is towards us and how willing he is to commune and communicate with us. Before reading the psalms, I want to point out why the psalm can be a powerful refuge in these next days. One, God sees us everywhere we go. He is attentive. He has the answers even before we think about asking him. That is why he says call to him, ask him, seek him, pray and obey. In these battles, God gives before us and also behind us. He is our vanguard and also our rear guard. He covers us. He covers our head and our authority with his blessing. God sees in the darkness, and if it was completely light, he sees it that way. He can see everything we cannot. Even if we were on the run away from him, he still can peer into the darkest, deepest place and find us, always willing to bring us to light. The enemy will always fail. They can no more hide from God's sight in their darkness and hidden places. They may think they can, but they cannot. Satan will lie to them and tell them God can't see them. Only God can. Dark or light does not matter to God. He can see into both and discern both. He always has the advantage. As for the beauty, magnificent of the relationship God offers us because he dreamed about us long before he ever created us, in not only awe-inspiring, but it can give us the deep abiding trust and courage that David himself possessed. Here is Psalms 139, 1-16. Lord, you have examined my heart and know everything about me. You know when I sit down or stand up. You know my thoughts even when I'm far away. You see me when I travel and when I rest at home. You know everything I do. You know what I'm going to say even before I say it, Lord. You go before me and follow me. You place your hand of blessing on my head. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, to, too great for me to understand. I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me. And your strength will support me. I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night. But even in darkness, I cannot hide from you. To you, the night shines as bright as day. Darkness and light are the same to you. You made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. Thank you for making me so wonderfully complex. Your workmanship is marvelous. How well I know it. You watched me as I was being formed in utter seclusion, as I was woven together in the dark of the womb. You saw me before I was born. Every day of my life was recorded in your book. Every moment was laid out before a single day had passed. How precious are your thoughts about me, O oh God. They cannot be numbered. I can't even count them. 
They outnumber the grains of sand. And when I wake up, you are still with me. Oh God, if only you would destroy the wicked. Get out of my life, you murderers. They blaspheme you. Your enemies misuse your name. Oh Lord, shouldn't I hate those who hate you? Shouldn't I despise those who oppose you? Yes, I hate them with total hatred. For your enemies are my enemies. Search me, O oh God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. Point out anything in me that offends you. And me lead me along the path of everlasting life. King David may have used strong language in the end. David would surely have been kicked off of Facebook or Twitter. Well, maybe not Twitter. That we will have to wait and see. Still, David drew a holy line in the sand, and he chose to be loyal and true to God. God's enemies were his enemies. The kingdom enemies were his enemies. We should and must take the same stance. We do not bend or bow to the world's culture. We promote and stand for our faith, our God, and his rule and reign. We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities. We must win it in the spirit first and then obey God's instructions. Still, we pray for our military and our police for both protection and God's light to reveal to them all the plots and plans against us. Jesus' instructions to us were that we are to occupy the earth. It belongs to Jesus. There is much at stake. God is upgrading the battle now into his domain and his dominion. Yes, that is an inside joke. God's algorithm, it's in play now. He's going to teach us. He's going to show us. And we will have the moves that the enemy cannot even halfway touch. I say, teach me your way, O Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. <laughs>